everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast and Merry Christmas. We're so excited today to be talking all about Christmas and a really fun new Christmas book, uh, Christmas uh, book of short stories, anthology, I guess you'd say. Um, it's called All Hearts Come Home for Christmas. It is a Regency era book and I have two of the authors of this book today on the podcast. I'm Rachel and we have Esther Hatches here, who's been on our podcast before. Hi everyone. Yes, and then we have Joanna Barker who's here. Hi, super excited to be here. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. So what we like to do is to ask our guests to introduce yourself and, and tell us a little bit about how you were inspired to become a writer in your guys' case. So Joanna, since we don't know you, uh, please let us know a little bit about yourself. Sure. I, my first book was published about one year ago. And so uh, thank you. And it's been a really kind of a fun, bumpy journey for me. I started writing when I was 10. So it's kind of been a lifelong thing. So I wrote my first really terrible little book when I was 10 years old, but I got so much encouragement from my teachers and my parents and stuff that I kept writing all through high school. And I wrote a bunch of little romances that I just loved and I had so much fun writing it. And then I hit college and classes and reading because I was an English major and, and doing it day in day out as a college as an English major just kind of took the joy out of writing a little bit for me writing essays and stuff and so I kind of fell off the writing track but after I got married and had kids my second uh, boy was about eight months old when I started um, reading a lot more I'd kind of hadn't been reading a lot either and so I started reading all these beautiful new Regency romances that had been coming out and I just love 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 that time period and so I thought maybe I could do this maybe I could try this again and maybe I'm not as bad as I think I am and so yeah. I gave it a try and I wrote my first book really fast which was shocking to me I thought it would take me forever or I I honestly deep down thought I would write like four chapters and then get it out of my system and be like well I tried it's fine that was, that was a good experience, but I finished my book in about three months and I wrote it really fast. And then, um, what was I that book called? <laughs> my first book is called the truth about Miss Ashbourne. So it's a Regency oh. as well. And when I was finished, I honestly didn't know what to do with it because I was not at all anticipating finishing. But once I edited it up, I kind of started putting feelers out into social media and like joining groups and learning about writing conferences and different publishers. And finally I attended a writing conference and I pitched my book to three different publishers and found one that I loved. And so that's kind of how I got to where I am now. I have two full lengths out right now and then this novella and this Christmas book. And then I have another full length out next month actually. So congratulations. That's great. Thank you. It's wow. been super fun ride so far. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you have to let us know all of the books. We can we can uh, tweet sure. them out and talk to them. That'll be really fun. So, uh, Esther, what about you? Your writing, yeah, the, your so writing it's, journey. It's fun listening to Joanna because I feel like we have the opposite story of <laughs> I never thought I would be a writer, <laughs> and I was a reader though, an avid reader, and I just loved reading so much. And like 15 years ago, I thought, well, maybe I should write, and I tried, and like couldn't get a paragraph out. So I was like, well, I'm done with that. I'm obviously not meant <laughs> to be a writer. So I, I quickly gave that up and just went back to reading, which was what I loved anyway. And it was way easier than writing. 
So, um, and then kind of forgot about it. And then I had a sister-in-law who wrote a Regency romance and um, wanted me to read it before she sent it to publishers. And it was super cute. Her name's Paula Crimzer. And I fell in love with the story. And I had a few little ideas that I like pitched to her, like, what if you change this? And what if you change that? And, and she uh, took those stories or those ideas and put them in her book. And for me, that was like, an extremely powerful moment. It was the first time I've ever read a book that I loved, but was able to change a few things in it, which made me super happy. Like, oh, I, I changed a book and it did go on to get published. And it was in print and my ideas were in print, which was so fun for me. And together, um, she with her other sister started a writing club so they could keep their writing going or a critique group. And I really wanted to be part of the critique group because I love this. It's called beta reading when you read a book before it's published. And I wanted to beta read what they were writing, but they said in order to be part of it, I had to write. So, so I was like, oh, I guess, I guess I'll take up the pen, you know? And so I started writing and I took two years on my first book, um, which is a young adult fantasy. And it, it's a complete mess still. Um, but the day I finished it, I realized I did not want to go back and fix it because of all the work that would be. <laughs> but I did, I kind of caught the bug at that point. And during those two years, I, like Joanna said, I attended writing conferences. I was watching things online about how to write and um, reading books about writing and about the different eras. And, um, and during this fantasy, I realized I actually just really loved the romance more than the magic building and the world building. So I was like, I'm going to stick with romance. I'm going to write a thousand words a day and write a book a lot faster because I knew I couldn't do two more years. <laughs> and I was like, if I write a thousand words a day, I can write a book in two months. And so that's what I did. I got it done in two months, but not edited. So it took me two more months after that to edit it before it was ready to send to publishers. And um, I was fortunate and got signed with the same publisher as Joanna and it's been just wonderful. They know just how to get the right crowd for the books I'm writing. So I just think that's the funniest story. Like if you're ever having to uh, teach your kids about peer pressure, just be like, don't, don't give in to peer pressure unless it's to write a book. Then <laughs> for a good thing. Yeah, and it's right. okay. <laughs> yeah. really Everyone great. else is doing it. I guess I'll, I guess yeah. I'll write. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's really cool. Well, very good. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about, for people that don't know, Joanna, uh, why don't you explain a little bit about what, what is a Regency novel? Some people might not understand what that means. Sure. So the first thing I tell people when they ask what I write is I tell them I write historical romance. And if they have more questions, I give them Jane Austen as an example. So Jane Austen mm -hmm. was the mother of Regency romances, I guess. And so when I think of Regency, I, it's technically the time period is about 1810 to 1820, but there's a looser era around that, give or take a few years. Um, and so um, there's a lot of different tropes of Regency, different expectations that people want to see in a Regency. Um, there's the balls, the fancy dresses, there's the season in London, there's you know, the country house parties, there's just so many different ways to play with the tropes in Regency. It's so fun. And mm -hmm. of course, there's like the, societ the societal expectations of, you know, propriety and gentlemen being so chivalrous. And I think it's so fun to play with those rules and those boundaries and see what I can get away with and see um, how much fun I can have with them. So 
Mm-hmm. That's usually how I explain Regency. Yeah. What do you think, Esther, as far as, as Regency and its appeal? I think, jo- for me, Joanna really hit on it. It's the societal expectations. And when suddenly you flip that on your head and somebody's doing something they shouldn't, it creates these fun situations, a little bit of drama, some comedy. It, it makes, especially if we're writing in like a clean, sweet type romance, um, it makes a touch of the hand like a little bit more um, moving than it would be maybe like in our day. You know? yeah. So I think there's just a lot of appeal to um, the time period and it's it's really romantic it's become a romanticized time period for sure mm-hmm. yeah I just think when I think of Regency novels I think of very dishy novels not mm-hmm. necessarily eroticism by any means but just like I don't know just really but romantic tension, and like dishy. Some sexual yeah. tension going on yeah, I feel it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so. Romantic tension, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so how did this book, The All Hearts Come Home for Christmas, how did it come about? How, what was the process about that? So our publisher um, does this every year. They've done it for two, I think this is the third year they've done it. So they collect oh, okay. some of their historical authors and they approach them to ask and ask them to write a Christmas novella. And so I think I, I think they emailed me last summer about this project and I said yes right away I didn't even know who was doing it at that point and then when I found out it was Esther and Sarah and Anita I was super thrilled because I love them all to death and I'm super big fans of all of them and so it was really a dream come true to get to write with them like I kind of get to be on my dream team with them so it's been really fun (laughs) that's great it it really was exciting is it always a regency or just historical uh I think it's been all regency So so far Yeah, so far it's been Regency. Yeah, so you were pretty excited, Esther? Yeah, I was just going to say, I also just agreed without finding out who the authors were. And I don't know if they ever told me, but Joanna, like, (laughs) messaged me and she's like, do you know who the other authors are? And I was like, (laughs) no. Like, it's Sarah Eden and Anita Stansfield. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is such a good opportunity. Joanna and I are both fairly new, but those Mm -hmm. guys have been writing for years and years and just have this great fan base so it's 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 been awesome we're we're kind of riding their coattails a little but it's fine it's good (laughs) a little (laughs) hey i think the i think all the stories are i i think you held your own let's just put it that way well thank you (laughs) i do do. uh and so we had talked off air esther about how uh one of my thoughts when i was reading it was this isn't very christmasy that was my one like thing that I was like oh come on more Christmas more Christmas because I cover Hallmark movies I a lot of Christmas um but we were talking and that that is one of the challenges because they they didn't really celebrate Christmas in the CR like we do now can you kind of explain that a little bit right like yeah like it was funny because we had this whole conversation we're like well well what about Christmas trees and I'm like no no they didn't have them yet (laughs) like that yeah so really Christmas became a big thing with Charles Dickens in um, when he wrote um, a Christmas story. What is it? Christmas Carol. <laughs> Carol. You're good. You're good. Christmas Carol. Thank you. I'm yeah. like, that's not, that's the movie. No. Yeah. A Christmas Carol. And um, really that revived or just 
like made Christmas a big deal in England at that point. So when you talk about Regency, it was there. I mean, it was, it was a holiday, but the hard thing I struggled with, it wasn't necessarily a holiday season as much as a day, (laughs) first of all. So, um, so trying to come up with a a plot that incorporated time passing because you can't fall in love in one day very easily um, and very easily also, it's possible though <laughs> no it's probably possible I mean <laughs> I'm sure there's romance novels out there that take place in the day but um, I would have a hard time making that believable so um, so yeah it's, it's about you start researching and you're like okay they did have mistletoe and and they did gather together as families and they had a yule log which you know to, doesn't really resonate to us anymore you know so there it was very challenging and I think for me anyway I think what you kind of have to look at as you look at your characters and you look at your families and you say well they might have celebrated Christmas you know even though it wasn't traditionally super popular at the time like every every family can have their own Christmas traditions so that's I think a lot of times how you get it into a Regency era novel Joanna, did you have anything to add to that? Because maybe you researched Christmas and Regency even more than I did, but. I don't know if I did more, but I, it was the same exact <laughs> problem. It was the things we, you know, relate to Christmas these days weren't the same things that they did. No Christmas trees, Christmas cards, things like that. Um, but as I was researching, a lot of it said things like the more, the lower classes seem to celebrate it more than the upper classes. And so oh, I tried to tie that into my story where I have my girl who's fallen on hard times and she and her family are teaching this higher class man and his family about the traditions and things because they never celebrated it. And so Mm -hmm. I tried to bring that in a little bit to try and give a reason for all these Christmas traditions that normally they might not actually have. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it was kind of a fun challenge um, not having to include all our modern Christmas ideas, but I really enjoyed it. So were things like, I'm going to say, plum pudding and wassail and stuff, like, is that all sort of more Victorian than it is Regency? Well, they had plum pudding back then. Christmas tree. What was the other thing you said? Wassail. Wassail. They did wassailing. I have some wassailing in my book. So they, it wasn't necessarily a, I don't know if it's exactly what we think of it as. It's just mostly neighbors going around singing and eating food together. It wasn't specifically the same <laughs> what, what we what we would think of it I think so right <laughs> that's really interesting I think that's cool the one that I thought was the most Christmassy I have to say of all of them was probably Anita's just because it had the ornament that you know the family ornament and the little girl and I don't know that yeah that, that made it more Christmassy to me of of, of all of them but uh, but yeah, that was an interesting thing to kind of learn about. Uh, the uh, um, now you've got me curious. I got to read the uh, the previous <laughs> <laughs> previous other compilations because this was a lot of fun. I really did enjoy it, and uh, and so uh, well, let's talk about. So there's four stories, and and we're going to keep this spoiler free. We're just going to talk about a few of the details, and uh, and so it's going to be fun. Uh, the other two authors are Anita Stansfield. And uh, Sarah Eden. So I don't I know if people are that familiar outside of Utah, but they're they're pretty popular <laughs> authors around here at least, and uh, they have some really fun books that people should definitely check out. Yeah. 
So let's talk about the first the first story. So the first story is Christmas at Fallstone Castle by Sarah Eden. And I'll just read the little description then we can talk about it. It's the Dowager Duchess of Kildur eagerly anticipates spending Christmas with her son and his family. Though their relationship has been strained, the Duchess is determined to heal the chasm. Even with the help of the widowed local vicar, her plan will take a Christmas miracle but during this magical season, anything is possible, even two second chances for love. Anna, what did you think of this story? What were some of your favorite parts of this story? Oh, well, I have read all of Sarah's other books in this series with um, the Duke of Kilder and the Lancaster sisters and I guess brothers. Sorry, there's brothers in there. <laughs> but I just loved all her previous books and I love the dangerous Duke, Adam. He's such a fun character. And so I loved getting the chance to go back and see him with his family, um, but also in this context of his mother and him finding healing and her being able to find this happy ending. I just really loved that. So it yeah. was just a fun, beautiful story to me. So this, these characters are in others of her books? Mm -hmm. She has a couple really popular series, and this kind of helps tie them together a little bit. Oh, um, okay. Yes, so I, I highly recommend them. Her first one, I think with this series of Seeking Persephone, and that's when Adam and his wife Persephone fall in love, and so they make a return in this story, and it's really beautiful. So if you haven't read it, definitely pick it up. Oh, I haven't. That sounds really that's, good. I that's liked my her. favorite. She was a fun of, character. Of this series. Yeah. What was your favorite parts, um, Esther, of this story? Well, so I do, like I, like I said, uh, Seeking Persephone is one of my favorite books by Sarah Eden, so I did love seeing... Persephone and Adam again and just seeing how their relationship has grown and they've got kids and things like that and so that that that's a fun that was a fun part for me and then just getting to know the mother a little bit better and she has her little romance you don't often see a romance with older mm -hmm. characters so that was that was kind of fun but for me like really the sparkly moments were, were still Adam and Persephone yeah, it was good because I think she kept him from being too unlikable, too bitter, too much of a Scrooge character. You don't want that. Uh, so it kind of humanized him, I think, a lot having Persephone's character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's like so. a comical Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lovable comical Scrooge. Yeah. yeah. And the, the vicar was, was sweet. I enjoyed that. Super sweet. He was, they yeah. were really, really cute together. Yeah. And there were some nice little dishy scenes, like when they have their, uh, their first kiss, that whole scene out in the snow and everything. That was fun. And uh, her, the end, the proposal, I guess that's spoiler, but <laughs> that was really nice. Spoiler. <laughs> they get but, together right but it, it i liked i thought it was i thought it was a fun little story even now even though i've not i didn't know the characters from other things i still enjoyed it and uh, yeah i liked persephone's kind of sass she was fun kept him from yeah. not feeling too sorry for himself <laughs> which i liked uh, so that that was fun so then the next story is the heart of christmas by anita stanfield and this one might have been my favorite I liked it a lot. I thought it was had a nice emotion to it. Uh, the, the summary is, 
When a chance meeting brings together a gentle seamstress and a widowed banker, each lonely soul finds a first hint of hope. As their lives become entwined, it will take Christmas spirit to guide a broken family to love and healing. And I really liked the chemistry between uh, the seamstress, I forget her name, and the banker. And, uh, you know, he's kind of, in the, this this one is the most hallmarky for sure of any of them. <laughs> and mm -hmm. yeah. uh, the, uh, the home is probably why it's my favorite. <laughs> uh, the, the, they, you know, kind of get to know each other and just these little scenes of her like cooking for him because food is love and hallmark. And, mm -hmm. uh, and the also loved the aunt and kind of her scenes kind of helping help with her and interact with her and and you could see if this was made into a movie like him doing tons of good smolder oh yeah <laughs> my, my favorite thing in regency uh regency uh movies at least is the long british smolder <laughs> oh yes we are familiar with that <laughs> that, that makes for a lot of really good memes right and mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> i mean that's i mean colin Firth kind of i feel like he kind of invented the <laughs> <laughs> the long British smolder, but uh, or at least yeah. perfected it. He perfected is, he is good at that. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's like in real life, I think I'd be super weirded out anyone staring at me as much as they do, but I love it in the movies. It's so exactly. good. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, what were your what was your favorite part, uh, Esther, of this story? What did you like? So, I when I was reading this, I, you can't help but read as an author a little bit, and I just like as I was reading, I was just like, Anita really knows what she's doing. Mm -hmm. I loved the imagery in this, the hearts, and I don't want to do any too many spoilers, but mm -hmm. those ornaments you were talking about. And I agree, like this one to me felt when I read it, I was like, oh, this is a Christmas short story. And um, the, the imagery outside, the snow, the cold, the, the ornaments, and just like the healing that came to this particular family and how that's part of Christmas too. So I, that was kind of my favorite. And I really liked their romance too. Like yeah. I definitely got a little bit of flutteries read it when they kind of got together. And it, which is funny because I feel like there weren't a ton, like you said, there was cooking for him and taking care of him. And there weren't like dances at balls. There were, you know, like not some of the mm -hmm. more traditional Regency things, that's true. but for some reason, like you just, right from when they meet you're like oh yeah i want these two to get together yeah. <laughs> so so i really enjoyed anita's as well yeah it was really what What did you like about it uh, joanna what's your favorite oh i love the whole thing i was just gonna mention it. it's really funny that both her story and my story featured seamstresses because we <laughs> didn't plan any of that we didn't really plan it we didn't like run our stories by each other before we just assumed we'd be fine and wouldn't have overlap but we both had seamstresses so I was a little worried at first until I got to read hers and realized that both our stories went in completely different directions and hers was so beautifully written loved how she came into this home and like saw that it was broken and needed healing and she just set to work doing mm -hmm. that yeah kind of remind me I love the television show the nanny it might seem like a weird comparison but I think the spirit of the nanny with her coming into this widower's family with with kids that are kind of a mess and uh, and kind of rescuing the family and bringing the, like the heart into the home 
uh, is I think kind of a similar dynamic in it. I guess you could say sound of music is basically the similar dynamic too, but it almost always works for me. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Or Mary Poppins yeah. maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of Mary Poppins in there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's very true. Uh, so very good. Okay. So now we get into Esther's stories. It's very exciting. It's tis the season to be daring. And the plot of this, the summary is this, Elizabeth Davenport has had quite enough of the London season. Determined to evade a parade of unsuitable suitors, she seeks help from the one gentleman who has no regard for society's rules. All of society knows Lord Hawthorne is not interested in marriage, yet he cannot deny Miss Davenport's unique charm. And as the Christmas season works its magic, their charade begins to feel less like play acting and more like love. So Esther, I think you did a really good job with this story. And I, I know that I, I, I probably need to find another way to say it, but I feel like you <laughs> write such fun, sort of a little bit naughty boys, <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit bad boys. Like he's not a bad person, but he's just, he's no, a he's little a bit person. of a rebel. He is a little bit of a rebel. Yes. Yeah. And he just, he just doesn't care what other people think of him and and in a society where that was so important what other people thought of you mm-hmm. so it does make him a rebel but it doesn't make him a bad person and right, that's, right. he was so fun to write for that reason that his the things that make him bad in that time period they weren't bad there's nothing bad about snubbing a high-ranked lady because you have a meeting with a woodworker you know like but according to them that was just ghastly and how could you do that <laughs> so, right yeah so he was fun I mean he's, he's getting her to to ride the to, to ride yes. the the, the coach or whatever it's a little scandalous yeah I mean it's out of control drives, she drives the carriage and they're going fast and it's Hyde Park <laughs> and it's crowded and yeah. yes so that that was probably the most Definitely the most risque thing they did in public yeah. where people could see them. And yeah. It's like Fast and Furious Regency style. I mean, this is- yes, <laughs> that's what I should have called it. <laughs> Actually, now that you say that. Yeah. And, and he had good smolder. Like, even though it's a book, he totally did. He was like always like watching her from across the room and, and her crazy antics. And, and, uh, and so that's always a win for me. <laughs> Yeah, I try my best <laughs> at the you smolder. Now that you say it, I'm like, I'm going to have to make sure I get more smolder in these books. But, yeah. <laughs> Always, as Flynn Rider said, you got to get the smolder. Uh, and yeah. I do love Flynn Rider. So, yeah. <laughs> too. And I, I really enjoyed that. And plus, her just being kind of, uh, a, you know, a rebel of her own as well. But it was a very she had a modern spirit to her which is always fun in these regency novels we can kind of and and not so much that it didn't feel believable but you know who can't love a fake fiance base or fake relationship whatever plot yeah and, and like the I way that it, her, it. <laughs> her mother couldn't really complain about it but she would find these ways to sort of i don't know undermine it, it was very fun and uh so I really enjoyed it. You did a good job. Yeah. I loved one thing I loved about Elizabeth is like you call her a little bit modern and she's daring and she's breaking the rules and things like that. But the thing that I loved about Elizabeth is in this book, she's doing that, but her personality is very much like 
I want to be at home. I want to be with my sister. I don't want to be out in society. You know, so she was, she never, she was kind of like Lord Hawthorne and that she wasn't particularly fond of society either, but she wasn't a wild, crazy person, you know, but she becomes that. It, she, she lets go of some of her in, inhibitions when she's around Charles. And, but I, I kind of love like their pairing. You've got Charles who's just doesn't care about anything. And then Elizabeth is kind of, I wouldn't say she's quiet, but she is a little bit, she's a little bit quiet and she, she's, she wants to have a home and a family and, and that's where they kind of come together too, is that that's what both of them are, are looking for. And, and in a place where, where um, prestige and matchmaking is more important than, than having a good family, happy family life. So Joanna, do you have a yeah. favorite part of, of this one? Oh, well, I was going to say the carriage riding yeah, scene, yeah, or yeah. the carriage driving scene, <laughs> you already kind of covered that. Yeah. I really thought that was just super fun, and I yeah. love that it kind of turned that, I don't know, because there's an there's a expectation in Regency where they go on a ride, you know, they go driving together, the man comes and asks her to go for a ride, and she kind of gets to have a little bit of fun on it so I really love that scene and then just the last scene where they spoiler get together it's a romance (laughs) I just thought it was so well written and just the whole thing just made me laugh Esther it was such a fun story yeah it was a very dishy read it was really Mm -hmm. fun I very much enjoyed it um okay last one is the Christmas dress and the summary is seamstress Nell Addington is thrilled when her childhood friend Jacob Hammond commissions a dress for his sister. But when Nell realizes her feelings for Jacob run far deeper than friendship, an unexpected snowstorm and some holiday cheer may convince them both that love is worth fighting for. So <laughs> this was really cute. I, I, I love the kind of everybody stuck in this sort of house and the back and forth and, and, uh, and that definitely has a little bit of a feel of Pride and Prejudice, you know, when mm-hmm. when Jane gets sick yeah. and that kind of thing. And that, so that was really, really fun. And there was definitely was a feeling on part of Jacob where it was like, why did I ask her to make this dress? I don't know. And she was a very sweet character. Just that's the best way I can think to describe her. She was just very innocent and very sweet, I think. And I, I liked their dynamic together and her relationship kind of with the sister as mm-hmm. she's trying to get her to like, she's like could you try red, maybe red? <laughs> Something a little different, please. Something with color, please. Yeah. <laughs> That's, good. That's good. I like that. <laughs> but uh, how did you come up with this story? So this story has actually been in my head for a long time and I couldn't decide if I wanted it to be a novella or a full length. I really love taking a character that has been, I don't know, in reduced circumstances or has to work for a living and kind of finding a way to help her find her happy ending. So my first story, The Truth About Ms. Ashbourne, is about a governess and how she falls in love. And my second story was about a lady's companion. And so back in the day, there were only a few like respectable jobs you could have if you were a single woman. And governess, lady's companion, and seamstress was pretty much the basis and so I was like I need to round that out so I need a seamstress and so I had this idea of um, her being commissioned to make this dress for for his sister and the first scene was really easy to write and it was really fun and then I kind of got to the point where I was like 
how do I keep throwing them together? She can't keep having fittings over and over again. So that's when I decided she needs to get stuck at their house for a little bit. So that might be a little bit of a spoiler. But anyways, there, there were so many fun scenes that I was able to work into this. Um, I don't well, write a lot I of like, wintry books. So yeah, and I like when he's going into town and he's like pretending it's not not for her. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> that really so you're here. Why are you in he's, this He's trying to be sneaky, but she <laughs> sees right through him. Yeah, <laughs> he's not very good. good at it. No. <laughs> <laughs> or at least we all know. Yeah. yeah we all yeah. know what he's doing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really fun. I, what for you, Esther, what do you think stood out? What was your favorite part of this one? So I, I did love the beginning scene. I thought it was so cute. Um, it's just a great way to start the novel. Um, I love building a snowman too. And I think mm. that's one of those things where I'm like, it's neat that she was able to get something kind of that we relate to into the novel and, and that he's, she's teaching him and it's, just, it's a cute moment of mm-hmm. them bonding together as they they do that so um those are probably some of my favorite parts and just I love I do love the family relationships too like the healing that happens with him and his sister and I I love that she's like a catalyst to make their relationship even better and just their lives better Mm -hmm. well and that's a very big thing in a lot of these Regency novels where it's like the the, the two have kind of grown up together, you know, like Mansfield Park or um, something like Wives and Daughters or, uh, which I guess is later, but that, that kind of a feel of a story where, you know, in Mansfield Park, they've literally grown up together. And then all of a yeah. sudden, usually it's the guy who's like, oh, she's actually pretty. <laughs> I really <laughs> like her. <laughs> yeah, I, I love like, well, the, the friends to lovers it. trope. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun to play with. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And when you think about it back then, it just like, how would you get to know people otherwise? You know, like they didn't have, let's go away to college and you meet with hundreds of other single right. people your age. <laughs> so I think yep. that's partially why, you know, these house parties and things that we talked about before, or your neighbors that suddenly look a little better, like that, that was their small, except for the London season, which was kind of like going, I guess, to college and meeting a bunch of single people. But yeah, their worlds were smaller than ours are. Mm. Yeah, and it was, and it was all sort of more formal too, as far as uh, being in society. You know, you would officially start courting someone, and then you would, you know, that kind of a thing. Uh, there were a lot more rules than there are now, as far as dating. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it was different, but it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed all four. I thought they were great. I think you guys did a really fun job. And uh, so this is definitely something I recommend uh, if you're looking for a fun, dishy read for the holidays and to get some romance and it's just short stories. So it's not that big of a, a time investment because now we're all so busy during the holidays. And so you can just read a little, little short story. And, uh, and then it's also available on, uh, is it just audio CD that it, it's available? It will be available on Audible, but it just isn't quite. Yeah, oh, okay. well, probably by the time this airs, it should be on Audible. Okay. Um, if you have Deseret Bookshelf, that is another thing, kind of like Audible, it's available mm-hmm. there to listen to, cool. and Kindle, yeah, Great. or Amazon, you can buy it there, yeah. 
and we'll have links in the description for all of that and you can check it out and uh that's great so do either of you have social media at all that you want to share or or uh, anything is there social media at all for the book that that you want to share or anything like that i don't think there's anything specific for the book but i have facebook and instagram so if you just okay. search author joanna barker i should show up great and we'll have a link for that in the description also uh, do you have any social media that you'd want to share esther yeah i'm most active on facebook so if you find my author page just like joanna's you can just look find me under esther hatch and like my page that's where i do most of my stuff I'm doing giveaways pretty often. I also have an Instagram account and my Instagram account is my personal and my author account. So if you want some of both, I'm, I'm happy to have readers follow that too, but that's Esther B. Hatch. Great. Great. Well, like I said, I'll have all that down below and you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media and on iTunes and YouTube, and you can follow the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod, all over social media, and on iTunes and YouTube. And also, if you're watching the video, this this podcast, this interview, uh, you can get. I'm wearing one of our awesome Jessica Miller designed shirts, Hot Cocoa Overload, uh, and and those can all, all her designs can all be found on our merch store, which is really fun. They're not Hallmark specific; they're just Christmas Christmas shirts, uh, and I really love them. And so if you want to support the podcast and get a really fun Christmas themed shirt, check out our T public store at T public slash hallmarkies and check that out. We'll have a link in the description for the merch store. We also have our patron group that we have so much fun and it's only $2 uh, to, to, to become a patron $5 a month to become a part of the Facebook group. So lots of fun stuff going on. Hope you all are having a wonderful Christmas season and uh, thanks so much ladies for coming on. I really appreciate it. Of course. That was Thanks such for fun. having us. Yeah. So we will talk again soon and good luck. Good luck with the book and Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. This podcast was brought to you by Hallmarkies for Hallmarkies. For more information about how you can leave your mark on Hallmarkies, visit hallmarkiespodcast.com. Link in the description.